0: My people, my people. What up though? Want to welcome y'all to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Fishbowl Podcast. You know who it is. It's everybody's favorite asshole. Here my sis Top Boogie. What up, sis? Hey
1: family. Well, I am so happy to be back for Season 2 and so happy to be sharing this new 2020 with all of our Fishbowl family. How was your break?
0: It was good, man. It was good. It was it was a uh, it was it was eventful. Not really. I haven't really been doing anything, working, the normal. But it's a new year. It's a new year, so you know. How 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 is yours? How have you been, how's your year been going? Um, we got a lot to talk about. We haven't we haven't been we we ain't did this in a month. We got a lot to talk about.
1: I'm so excited to catch up. My new year is amazing. Um, new experiences, new people, new things that I want to try. I have literally just set my goals to not. From doing anything that I want to do. That's my goal this
0: year. Did you have a resolution for 2020? Um, I didn't. I did I think my only real goal for 2020 was um just work on my credit. I think that was my that is where I'm at in with going into twenty twenty, is that I'm just trying to fix the bad habits that I made when I was younger. You know, nigga. Nigga's 27 now, so i trying to fix my bad habits.
1: You know you're 30, right?
0: Nigga's 27 now. i stopped aging okay. at 27.
1: Oh, oh okay. Oh. Okay, I didn't know. You should have told the fam, but okay.
0: Sure. Just, just in case you didn't know. So next year when you say happy birthday, just say happy 27.
1: No, if that's the case, if you stop aging when you're 27, you don't get no more birthday. We're celebrating a birthday for something that you ain't, you don't have.
0: Yeah, but that ain't ain't how it works. Now you're doing too much.
1: exactly how it works. So I don't have to give you a gift or call you. Perfect. All righty, let's jump right into the fishbowl.
0: (laughs) The first thing out of the fishbowl for today, Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie was recently in some hot water because while Boosie was out shopping for the game, he thought he'd get a little drip. But that drip came in the form of a kappa sweater. For those who don't know, the kappas. Explain to people what the kappas are.
1: I figured you didn't want to do it. Um, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated is a part of the Divine Nine um, National Pan-Hellenic Council Council African-American fraternities Fraternities and sororities. So basically, um, people were upset because Boosie had on a Kappa sweater and he didn't cross the burning sands. If you don't know what crossing the burning sands is, I suggest you find you someone who's college educated and ask them Um, because I'm not going to explain it today. But people generally um, were, I, I could, okay, my question to you, do you understand why um, the Kappas were upset about this?
0: Yeah, I get it, but I, I did see a pretty good point brought up about, all of, they doing a whole lot of shimmying to wipe me down.
1: I, and I do agree with that.
0: Um, I don't think Boosie did it out of malice. I think he did it and he really just didn't know.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think any part of this came from a place of ill intent, um, with Boosie, like because after that, he did offer, I think it was twenty five hundred dollars to the capital with the best stroll. Like he really wanted to learn more about the culture. So he didn't make the same mistake again. I respect that. But I want to ask you, because I did see somebody say this. What do you think about um, when you just see everyday people with a Greek sweater on because they got it from a Goodwill or something. Because I do know a lot of people who donate clothes, and those are some of the items that are donated, and you can go into a Goodwill and find a sweater from a sorority or fraternity. So in, in that instance, whose fault is it?
0: I'm, I'm Honestly, to be 100% honest, if you don't want someone wearing it, I would suggest not donating it.
1: I absolutely agree because at that point you've lost all control over who has access to those items. So I completely
0: totally agree. Um, At the end of the day, I I, I like to, uh, I like to thrift shop, but some people aren't in there to thrift shop. They're in there to get something warm to wear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's at a bargain. So I think that Taking that into consideration, if you – you shouldn't – I don't think those are donatable items, if you ask me.
1: I absolutely agree. So,
0: And I love the way Boosie handled it. Um, he has a brother who's a Kappa, and it was – I thought it was funny as shit that they were actually trying to teach Boosie how to shimmy because Boosie really was trying to learn how to shimmy.
1: Oh, yeah, he had the stiffest shimmy I've ever seen in my entire life. But I can appreciate that he took their grievances seriously. And um, he actually brought more attention to something that I think that, you know, especially with I forget which clothing designer did it, but they did the Phi Beta Sigma pants and had no idea that that was trademarked or anything like that. So I think it's a conversation that we definitely need to have and we need to educate you know, people who maybe did not go to college. I'm not here to do that, but y'all need to educate people who didn't go to college about why you don't want them wearing your letters and why that's something sacred to you. Because if not, then you always have that kind of pushback. I do appreciate Boosie for being open to learning about what it really did mean.
0: And for those who don't know. Lil Boosie is obviously New Orleans recording artist, but Lil Boosie also is one of the funniest people to interview, and he's one of the he's one of the funniest people on Instagram by far.
1: Absolutely agree, Boosie.
0: You ready for the next topic? Always. Lizzo. Lizzo has been in and out of the news. Um, I think one of our last episodes we actually talked about what Lizzo worked at the Lakers game. Um, now. Recently, um, I guess health expert and fitness coach, whatever the fuck she was back in the 90s, Jillian Michaels has come out and, and kinda, she kind of body shamed Lizzo a little bit. But then again, you also, I thought, let me tell you what she said first and then we'll discuss it. So Jillian Michaels recently said something about how although she, she loves that Lizzo loves herself, she still isn't healthy based on body weight. Um, my thing was you have to listen to that, but I don't think you have to agree with it. The reason I don't think you have to agree with it is because obviously, if you actually look at the body index chart, almost nobody meets those requirements on the body index chart. Um, and for two, I am a fairly unhealthy person. I'm trying to change my life. Um, I can fucking put it away, man. I can and I love pork. I like all the shit that's back for you, bacon, red meat, all of that. And they're, they're literally, I know people who are bigger than me who are vegan, uh, pesc- pescatarians, pescatar- pescatarians, pescatarians <laughs> and things like that who I know live a healthier lifestyle than me. To be, to be he- sometimes weight doesn't, you you can't. Sometimes being bigger, you can, you can still be healthy. I think,
1: healthy it's, a,
0: it's a lifestyle. There, there it, yeah, it's, of, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. If, if Every, you look, everyone doesn't lose the same, so you, I don't think you can correlate the two.
1: I, I absolutely agree. And and scientifically, it's been proven that weight does not always directly correlate to how healthy a person is. You can be skinny, fat, and be unhealthy. You, um, fat or you know, way more and be the, be healthier than the skinny person standing next to you. It really all depends on how healthy your lifestyle is. And if you look at what Lizzo does on a basis, she does all types of fucking um, cardio. in in every one of her routines she's performing damn near every night so you can't tell me that just because she looks a certain way she's unhealthy Jillian Michaels has not seen any of Lizzo's charts she doesn't know her medical history she doesn't know anything about that lady Jillian Michaels can suck a fat dick is what she can do and she needs to shut the fuck up because nobody's interested in what she has to say honestly because what she's saying is she's making people feel a certain about a body that's that's not hers she has no medical license to say thing about anybody else's health if you want to say she should lose weight because skinny people look better that is that's your lane stay in that fucking lane don't jump into a doctor's lane and try to tell somebody something about their because that's not the way it works. If you really want to know about somebody's health and what a healthy body and what healthy numbers are, she needs to take her white ass to the Mayo Clinic and find out. And also, let me just say this, African American people's baselines are not the same as Caucasian people's baselines. So our shit ain't, ain't ever gonna look like theirs. Our standard of beauty should never be what a white person says that it is because we are inherently different.
0: Low-key, I just want to let you know um, before we continue this discussion, because I have a question to ask you about it. But you just dropped a fucking bar, my nigga. Like, when I say a bar, I'm talking about you just dropped a a hip-hop bar, nigga. Like, a, you dropped a bar. Which uh, bar was it? Because you know I drop them
1: the, so often, the, I
0: forget. God, is, now, here you go. The, the Take your white ass to the Mayo Clinic. Mayo? White? Oh, come on, man. That's a bar. That's a bar. That's a bar, man. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do you think about all the Lizzo hate and backlash that she's been getting? Because she's been getting it, and I'm talking about influxes. It, it, at one point, I, I, I honestly saw her have. She kind of had it look like a bit of an emotional. But she's come so far, and I think that. And to come this far, and then for a lot of people to start with the hate, it's hard to take, especially business. That celebrity shit and one being in the public eyes is tough and I have seen a lot of negative hate towards her lately and I want to know where you think it's coming from and and what do you think about it
1: this is how I personally feel about it I did see a couple days off of the internet because people were kind of bashing her um first of all I don't see anything wrong with what she wore to the Lakers game or to the Minnesota Timberwolves game or whatever fucking game she was at I don't see nothing wrong with it honestly I feel like people are way too quick to judge somebody else's body. We was all born naked. And the only reason that we wear clothes is because Adam and I personally, regardless of what my body looks like, would love to walk around all the time naked. When I am at home in my house, I am naked. I don't care. I think that people...
0: Side note: um, I used to sleep naked, but now I don't because I'm scared. Scared yeah, of what? Uh, you know, well, I'm a do- because I'm a documentary guy. Um, as you know, you know, I-, I can sit there and I can watch documentaries for hours on the end. Um, and I saw a documentary about brown recluses and how there's like 40 in every home, and it scared the shit out of me. And I've had this terrible fear of spiders, and I just don't want to get bit in any of my my private regions by anything while i'm asleep i I don't even wear boxes because nothing across my boxes i need my my briefs to be tight to my leg
1: (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that another time because i i feel like that's a little bit irrational but i have irrational fears so i have questions get this out about lizzo and then we'll come back to that um the second thing you asked me was why do i are attacking her so hard. I think people are really truly and honestly, a lot of it stems from jealousy. We're not all as comfortable in our bodies as Lizzo is. Um, And I think that a lot of people have been taught exactly what Jillian Michaels was saying. And because they're not comfortable in their own bodies, people like to project that off onto other people. And the internet is the best way to do it because you can hide. You can hide behind. you can hide behind your screen and nobody's going to come to your house and whoop your ass because you didn't say it to their face. But I think that the more telling thing is that stop her. Like a lot of like, a lot of big people in life have just been bullied, Um, bullied into not believing that they're beautiful, bullied into not being their authentic self. And that's like, honestly, one of my biggest things Like, I can be all the way myself because there are people who judge you for whatever reason. And I salute her for just standing up in her power of who she is and saying, I'm not gonna change who I am based on your opinion of who you think I should be because we should all be that way. I agree. I
0: agree. I I, I agree. Um, Like I said, I think... For one, it's it's a good period sometimes to just take a step back from everybody. Um I one thing the radio does and I'm not attributing this to people like I don't know what I'm attributing it to, but I'll tell you this. One thing I noticed about the radio where I think it fails at is it the radio will make you hate a song. By hating that song it honestly pushes you and dislike a lot of artists.
1: Yeah, cause they play the same shit over and over. It's it's fifty million artists out here making music, and they play the same seven songs every hour.
0: Exactly. Like, I know the baby can spit, but I'm tired of fucking hearing them. I needed some shit with some bopping.
1: Hey, but that's my shit though. I'm not gonna lie. But I agree. They they play some. You get, and then like you start to feel a way about the artist. Like, oh, I don't even like this artist no more because all they do is play them on the radio. Like that happens to me a lot. So, I don't know. I I just feel like people should really honestly concentrate more on their own faults and stop worrying about other people. And I think that there would be a whole lot less angry people in the world and a whole lot less internet trolls. In my personal opinion, I
0: agree. I okay. Um. Let's move on to the next topic. Actually, you Before you you, you on said on. you wanted to say.
1: Pantyhose on your head or anything, you know, to keep the spiders from getting ears.
0: No, I don't. Don't even remind me.
1: I just wanted to ask, because I I really so so you don't sleep naked because you're scared a spider will crawl on you.
0: Yeah, I don't want it to bite me in any of my private regions.
1: Really, but. Y-
0: no, I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next I, don't anything about you. Let's just I have a I, low key, um it was probably last year sometime. I, I didn't sleep in my room. I slept on my couch for two days because I saw a spider on my bed and I couldn't find it again. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. Say Ivy Park. This has been one of the biggest rebrand and more most anticipated rollouts that I've seen um, as of recent. For those that don't know, Beyonce has rebranded Ivy Park and partnered with Adidas. In um, as the rollout has been coming, she's been I've been sending, seeing her send all these just black women, just celebrity uh, African American black celebrity women. Um, basically a fucking rolling closet full of Ivy Park gear. What do you think about the new Ivy Park gear, the pricing, and what Beyonce's doing with Adidas?
1: Um, I think it's amazing. It's amazing to see. Um, I'm loving some of the outfits that I'm seeing. I um, love the clothes, that's the thing. Like, And I feel like the road is amazing because to just see these celebrities get these big-ass like closet boxes of clothes, like she's literally delivering them a rack of clothes um which blows my mind that it would have been amazing instead of saying let me send this these items to celebrities who can afford to pay for ivy park let me pick maybe 5 10 15 people who i know fans who comment on every picture on instagram let me send it to them and have them record receiving this box of ivy park clothes like to me, how much of a bigger impact would that have made? Like, I'm not shitting on her rollout, I'm not shitting on any of it because I loved every single second of it. I'm just thinking, from an everyday person's perspective, that would have made a bigger impact for the culture, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I think, I think that would have been dope. That, that would have been. Been, been super dope. It would have got the fans a little more involved, and the pricing's honestly not that bad. I, it's, it's priced the, kind of the same as a lot of other Adidas stuff. She, I think her the low end pair of uh, Samoa uh, so Samoa's, uh, which are just the basic Adidas with the Ivy Park name on it. I think they're just ninety dollars, and I think the high end pair is um, one of the they're one of the, uh, one of the shoes out of the Adidas Boost series, and I think it's priced at about one ninety. So. They're honestly the pricing is about the same. The pricing—I don't think the pricing's too high.
1: Um, See that—that's I, I don't like name brand stuff. So for me, it may that doesn't seem high because you buy shoes and all that shit all the time. Me, I pay thirty dollars for my name brand shoes at um, None of your business. But I do pay thirty.
0: <laughs> none of your, you don't people know you shop.
1: <laughs> I shop at Burlington. <laughs> Thank
0: you, I just had a discussion about Burlington Coat Factory, my girlfriend. She said it's amazing and I would like it. Um,
1: I, I really do love Burlington. Like, that's my go-to spot. If I'm going for shoes, like, I got some um, Pumas from there not too long ago and some polo shoes. I get two pairs of shoes for $60. Like, I just, I'm cheap, so I can't pay. For any one
0: thing at one time. That's that's literally my motto in life. Yeah, literally, um, I just left Louisville this morning. Um, I was up there, my boy Rob, his birthday party was last night. It was a players ball. But we were past the Bullets factory, and she was like I was I was like I asked her if she ever been, she said yeah, she loves it, and she said I would like it. I'm gonna have to check Burlington out, I guess.
1: You were like it's I like coast,
0: by the way. I thought they only sell coats.
1: No, their motto officially now is We're More Than Great Coats.
0: Why do you know their slogan?
1: Because I go there a lot.
0: (laughs) Okay, Okay. let's move on to the next topic. Um, You ready? Judgy McJudgerson. Okay, so Jagged Head singer Kyle Norman has been arre- was arrested last month um he allegedly shoved an engagement ring down his fiance's throat um it's it's i don't even know he choked her with sure the this scarf. Isn't
1: a funeral announcement because that nigga be dead if he tried to shove a ring down my
0: i think he spit on her choked her with the scarf and he tried to force the ring down her throat They said when she was, she had a golf ball size of welts on her head, I think.
1: Okay, so let's just talk about what domestic violence actually looks like. Okay, sometimes it is physical. Sometimes it'll leave a mark. Sometimes it's verbal. It can be spiritual and it can also be mental. Just because a guy doesn't leave a mark on you or hit you explicitly mean that he is not violating you as a human being and as a person. If someone loves you, they would never debase or demean you in such a way as that. I'm sorry, because I just saw a video this morning of, what's that boxer, Gervonta Davis? Yes. He was literally pulling his baby mama out of a venue by her neck and then had the nerve to say, I didn't hit her. Like, that makes it better. Who gives a fuck if you hit her or not? We literally just watched a video of you disrespecting the mother of your child. Y'all niggas is wilding, for real. Like, I, I really what don't y'all, like,
0: like, I'm in there.
1: You are in this. Why did you NFL say y'all LP. You in it because you have a pain, and I feel like... But don't say y'all men, niggas is wild, like I'm out here wild too. Because I'm about to tell you. I feel like if more men talked to other men about these things and it wasn't just coming from women, it wouldn't be such a big fucking problem. Like, there's no way that Javante's friends should have stood there and let him do that, and I don't give a fuck how long y'all been friends. You don't ever, ever look at somebody Putting somebody down and be okay with it. I don't give a fuck if that nigga's your meal ticket. You don't do that. That's just not I I feel like men need more friends to tell them when they're fucking wrong instead of riding out with them. This shit's gotten rid. Just because a nigga ain't putting his hands on you don't mean he ain't disrespecting you. And I think a lot of men, y'all let that verbal shit go, y'all let that mental shit go, and y'all let that spiritual shit go because there's no marks. But if you're in a room and you're sitting there while your dude is talking mad, disrespectful to you, the least you can do is say, hey, dude, let's leave. Let's, let's go calm down. And then y'all have a conversation about it. Like, stop being scared. Your man, like, what type of fucking friend are you if you letting your man's out here in the street just be disrespectful to every female he meets? Please explain that to me. Like I said, y'all niggas is wilding.
0: Okay, let's let's stop you right there. Don't say y'all niggas. For one, for for one, I don't associate with people who put their hands on women. Nor would I ever sit by and let a man put his hands on a woman. Let's, let's get that out the and way right now. missing
1: the whole point because I said abuse is not just physical;
0: it is spiritual. It is I'm spiritual. Not, I'm not done talking. Types of abuse. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking. Let me finish. For two, I wouldn't let a man verbally abuse a woman in front of me.
1: So you telling me that if, every if time my friend is wrong? Have, so you telling me that every time, and, and I'm about to make this real personal for you. Every time you heard your brother call a girl a bitch, you you corrected him, because I noticed.
0: I've had multiple talks to my brother about calling the females bitches in a, in a derogatory way.
1: Is, is there a way to not say it as a man and be derogatory?
0: What? Well, okay, why do women get to call each other bitches in a happy way?
1: Why do niggas call each other niggas in a happy way and white people can't say it? It's the same fucking
0: thing. That's the question. That's the question. Is there a medium to, because a gay guy could be like, bitch. Exactly. And it would be okay. different. Why? Why is that okay? And I'm not even, I'm not condoning the word. Do I use the word? Do you want me to, I've never used it in the presence of a woman. I guess it's the best thing for me to say. Bad habits die hard. Um, It's something obviously I need to take out of my vocabulary and get rid of, but do I use the word? Yes. Sometimes I use it when I'm referring to a female. Sometimes I use it when I'm referring to a male. One thing I would never do is call a female a bitch to her face.
1: Okay, but we're digressing from the, the point here. My thing is why do men have such a hard time correcting other men when it's around issues such as verbal or mental or spiritual abuse? That's my problem. That's my question. That's what I want to understand.
0: What I'm telling you personally, I am a very. I'm automatically very. Ugh. I'm an asshole, and I'm very aggressive when I speak a lot of the time. So I ain't never had a problem calling somebody out on their shit.
1: But why do other men have that problem then? If it's not you, then that's fine. But why do other men?
0: Because have they. Because because of what you just said. What did you just say? If it's not you. That's why, because it's not them. They take it as if this ain't my business, when they shouldn't. I mean, sometimes you got to check your boy. It's just what it comes to. I've had my friends have to check me and say, hey, my dog, you was wrong. I've I've had to do it to my friends before. We have that relationship.
1: So what you're saying is niggas need to get better friends before they will be better people? That's some Kevin Hart shit.
0: I, I cheated because my... I, no, no, no. What? Hell no. That's not no Kevin Hart shit. I think your circle does have a negative and a positive uh, effect on you. I think if you're in that kind of circle, if your group group is a group of fans who aren't afraid to call each other out, you guys are better off for it. But if y'all are someone who are going to sit by and passively allow each other to bullshit, lollygag, lay around, just do shit that's not becoming of a man, all y'all ain't shit. And it's gonna, going, that ain't shitness is gonna reflect in the group. That ain't shitness. <laughs> so,
1: so basically, people need to be better people and get better friends. Is what what we're taking from this.
0: You you twisted my words up, but you know what I'm saying. And two, let's talk about the Kevin Hart shit. What he said is some bullshit. <laughs> Kevin Hart <laughs> used his friends as the scapegoats. For those who don't know. Kevin Hart recently just did a documentary on Netflix. Um, in the Netflix documentary, he talked about his adulterous ways, him cheating on his ex-wife and the wife that he has now. Uh, everybody remembers the Kevin Hart cheating scandal that came about two or three weeks after he went on a breakfast club and called her his queen and that's my soul mate and all this other shit, which is cool. If you felt like that, he felt like that. Um, but then he cheated. Um, and, in the documentary, Kevin Hart says the reason that he cheated is because he was, his boys wasn't around him to stop him, and he was in unfamiliar territory, and Kevin didn't have anybody there to say, hey, you don't need to do this. Let me tell you something. If you want to cheat, you're going to cheat, for one. For two, it shouldn't take another man to tell you, hey, nigga, don't cheat on your girl to know not to cheat on your girl, drunk or not. Agreed
1: think the, the because if it takes
0: me to say it that means you hadn't pitches on doing it if I have to talk you out of cheating
1: yeah and and life is all about intent in my personal opinion what was your actual intent when you made these decisions um the documentary was done beautifully but I also think that it was a very biased documentary seeing as how Kevin Hart did it like you walk away feeling exactly what he wants you to feel that he's exactly the type of person that he wants to be because that's the way it's set up in the documentary but if you read between I, I the lines some of the shit that he's saying is ex- exact bullshit
0: I disagree with you I think the documentary was done from a very unbiased place Um what I think some of the stuff he's selfies- not no, no, because. You're allowed I away, to not, say I, I, I did I'm it not, because
1: my friends weren't there. That's a cop
0: out. Listen. Yeah, on that part. And, but you also got that part of him, and then you see how he reacted to the homophobic. Which, honestly, listen, if I said that shit in the past, I'm not apologizing. I would have never apologized, and I understood him saying that. But seeing how he reacted to it and reacted to the people around him after he had said it, because, like, you got to understand, comedians are being attacked for stuff they said in the past. You grow. When I when I grew up as a young black boy in the hood, all I heard was the word, I, I heard just demeaning the, the shit. You, you hear, you say, you... You get comfortable with saying the word retard. Um, we used to call people local, local, local dummies.
1: local um, Tell me the offensive shit that you said in your life on this podcast. Now, you can have your own podcast. We're not going to go through the list of offensive shit that you said. Just say, I've said some offensive shit. That's the way I grew up.
0: I've said a lot of fucking offensive shit. But that's the way I grew up in the hood hearing that shit. And I just actually recently had a talk with a friend about some of the toxic shit that you hear in the hood that you don't notice how disgusting it is to your older. Like you hear men in the hood say all the time when I was a child. I don't hear as much now, but you will hear people say when it's grass on the – uh, older men, speaking of younger girls, they would say when it, if it's grass on the infield, play ball. How disgusting that comment is, it's it's fucking just absurd that that was ever even a phrase that was used by older men. Agreed. Because there's grass on the infield at 13. So that honestly just puts, that, that comment is disgusting to me.
1: That means that they a whole bunch of fucking pedophiles.
0: That's what it means. That's exactly what it means. But I didn't even notice, and I, it's not its not ever been something that I said, but it was something that I thought about. And I never even noticed how nasty that comment was until recently.
1: Yeah, but I think that when you're younger, it's easy to be conditioned to, to think the way that people around you think. And if you get out of that area, um, then your mind never has a chance to grow and adopt to anything new. So you're basically stuck in that same old way of thinking. That's why I'm so glad that when we were young, our mom got us out of that environment and allowed us a chance to probably develop parts of our brains that we weren't using at the time. That sounds really bad, but it's true. Like Sometimes you have to leave your environment to elevate the way that you think about the world just what it is I mean
0: you don't want to be a crab in a barrel where if if you were born in a barrel and all you knew was the barrel anything outside of that would be unfamiliar territory I think you you're right that you have to that it's a huge this world is huge you should not stay in one place let's move on to the next topic um the next topic we got uh is it's a pretty good topic um Recently, Kim Kardashian did a photo shoot for The Hollywood, which is a magazine, and and on the cover of the magazine, Kim Kardashian slick looks like – I thought she looked more like, like a drag queen, but I don't think that the fact that she looked like a drag queen is what people are focusing on. They're focusing on the darkness of her skin and how it looks like that she's in blackface.
1: So she was supposed to be um, doing an image of Elizabeth. Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor is problematic for Black people in a whole host of ways. Um, the photos look more like she's trying to be fucking Diane Carroll. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was a black woman when I first looked at the picture, and then I read the caption. And I was like, "Kim Kardashian. Like, oh, here she go again. See." The thing is, and I keep saying this every time we talk about the Kardashians, they have taken a lot from our community. I don't know if she feels like um, because she's helping, you know, incarcerated people, mostly most of whom are black, get out of jail, who she doesn't believe should be there. I don't know if she thinks that that forgives her trespasses, but in my personal opinion, it does not. And I am so angry that Black people have to keep saying the same fucking thing to her. Like at this point, I feel like somebody—and I'm—I'm never an advocate for violence—but like somebody need to have a face-to-face with Kim Kardashian and say, "Listen, these are your makeup shades. There's too much. What did you think? I'm sorry. I just—I cannot with the Kardashian West these
0: days." Two things I was just ready to trade Kim for Kanye i'm not gonna lie she's been she has she been was doing, doing amazing so I'm gonna give good. she was doing so well she's been doing great things for the black community Um, she's uh, she has with her prisoner prison advocacy she has been doing amazing things. I was ready to trade her for her husband until this happened um It, it disappointed me a little bit. um She has biracial children. She's obviously married to Uncle Ruckus, but I thought she it, – it's just one of those things where you say to yourself, okay, you have been in a part of black culture for 15 years now. You know better. It was a, a you-know-better moment. And it, it, it disappointed me. It disappointed me. But honestly, though, I did I, – I I thought she was uh, her that the shades were a little too dark, but I thought she looked like a drag queen. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, the that's no disrespect to any drag queens the out there. Picture
1: of her, um, and and you know of course they came out afterwards and said that it was the light. It's always the lighting. That's the thing. It's not that we use makeup that was intended for, um, a darker complected person. It's the lighting. And Elizabeth Taylor Taylor wasn't that dark, so I don't understand. Well, whatever, um, but no, I completely agree. I was ready to give Kim the benefit of the doubt. um, But I think that every time she takes, you know, one step forward and we say, okay, we'll give her a chance. She takes 10 steps back. So what I'm suggesting is not only do we trade Kanye West, but we also trade Ray J Finesse to Kim Kardashian. We don't need Ray J.
0: We do Ray J is our forest gun. We need Ray J.
1: Run, Forest. I, I, he.
0: Ray J has is quite a tech.
1: <laughs> he has come out as quite like a marketing genius lately.
0: <laughs> Listen, when dude broke the unbreakable glasses, nigga, I, I died laughing. And then Ray J just said so, like a child. Oh my God, that is media gold.
1: That is honestly would- one of my favorite
0: Ray J clips. While we're on the discussion of Black Titans, let's talk about Robert Downey Jr. Um, he recently did the Joe Rogan podcast. Did you see what he had to say about him doing portraying a Black man in Tropic Thunder?
1: No, because I heard that this was an actual thing that people were upset all over again about Tropic Thunder. Um, So can you please just give me the gist of what he said and I can go from there because I have my own opinion about Tropic Thunder and his character in that movie.
0: Okay, so he basically said that um, the time that he did it, he felt as though he could do it then. He said he doesn't think that the world is in a place where he could do that again. He said, but people have to understand that him doing that, it wasn't, it was never coming from a way of disrespect. It was him more, He he felt as though someone needed to expose that stereotype. of of what they, how they portray black men in movies. And he wanted to expose that stereotype because he thought it was wrong.
1: Shout out to motherfucking Iron Man.
0: And that is the outlet that he chose to do it in. He said that even, he said, uh, some people didn't get that. He said 90%, listen, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I'm just a dude who's a dude playing another dude. He said 90% of his black friends got and understood it, and there were 10% who he had to have real discussions with.
1: And and you know what? That makes me respect him even more, the fact that he is willing to even have that discussion. And he, okay, so my personal opinion about the movie in general of Tropic Thunder. Robert Downey Jr. was playing a character who was playing in blackface. Um, but there was another African-American man in the movie who was calling him out for playing. So they were clearly trying to make a point about white people taking jobs from black people, taking acting jobs from black people. It wasn't just about him being in making a bigger point in the whole fucking movie. And if people would stop just latching on to everything that people say on the internet and do some research for yourself, then you would know that. I have no issue with Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal of a black man in Tropic Thunder because he knew what he was doing was portraying a stereotypical black man who was juxtaposed to an actual black actor who was saying, dude, this is not right. And that's why I'm here. Like if you watch the movie, there's a lot of comedic back and forth between the two characters, but also what they're saying is a whole lot of truth. That's why the movie is one of my favorite movies, because they found a way to address a very heavy topic in a funny way where I felt like white people could understand why that shit was wrong, why it's wrong for Elizabeth Taylor to play Cleopatra and the Queen of the Nile, because she's not a fucking black woman. Why it's wrong for white actors like Angelina Jolie to play a black woman on TV, because she's not a fucking black woman. You're taking money and jobs away from Black people just so you can say I had this role, I did this thing. That's the whole point Yo, of I what thought- happened in Tropic Thunder.
0: I, I agree. I um I 100% agree. Um, the movie was fucking hilarious. I even have I have uh I got pissed off seeing just the pictures from the Nina Simone movie with uh what's her name Zoe Saldana. Uh, Zoe Saldana. She attempted to go blackface and play Nina Simone, even though she is a biracial. I think she's uh, Latinx, mm-hmm. a Latinx, and I, I found that fucking disturbing that they couldn't find a better fit to play. They could have. Which I'm That's the thing look. What's going
1: never even heard Zoe Saldana sing. The fuck. The yeah, fuck. I don't. Know
0: how she's playing Nina Simone. Um. The fuck. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. The next topic is, I thought it was a dope one, man. Um, for those who don't know, rapper Nipsey Hussle was famous uh, as a reader. People, a lot of people knew that he loved the that process of growth that you get that comes along with expanding your mental. Um, And there is a young man named Cash who has been getting together with some other brothers, and they have started the Marathon Book Club Um, And it's actually one of several chapters across the country. Uh, It was founded after Nipsey Hussle was killed uh, outside of his Los Angeles clothing store. Um, I think this is a way that fans have grasped for a way to honor the late legend Nip Nip Hussle. Um, I think it's dope, man. I I really do. I actually bought one of the books that I saw an interview with Nipsey on Rap Radar, and I ended up buying one of the books that he had actually suggested.
1: I actually, in all honesty, I think this is a beautiful thing, like you said. Um, One of the oldest that um, I think I've ever heard is if you wanna hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. So Mm. I think that it is amazing that black people are so inspired, black men are so inspired um, by the life that Nipsey Hussle led to go out and actually want to learn what he learned from these books. So I think that's beautiful. Um, I think that more black people should just get into reading in general. If you don't have the Libby app, you should get it. It's amazing. It's literally hooks you right up to the library. You can check out books online and read them on your phone. Um, so shout out to Libby for that. But that's not what we're talking about. I, I, I really, I feel like the world of, or the culture of being black has, Nipsey Hussle passed away. I feel like a lot more people are taking um, life and learning and living more seriously. And I have seen such a beautiful outpouring of emotion from black men since Nipsey Hussle has passed away, the wake of Kobe Bryant shout out to Vanessa and their family Um, I think that black men have learned or are learning that it's okay to be emotional and it's okay to show those and share those emotions with others so I think I'm I'm inspired by the life that Nipsey Hussle led and I'm so happy that there's other people who are inspired in the exact same way that's my thing yeah
0: yeah you know, I'm a huge Nip fan. Um, humongous, always have been. Um, I started listening to Nip in like two thousand and ten. Um, I have followed his career very closely and I think this is dope. Um I, I I'd love to end up joining the book club at some point if I meet I need to open up a little bit of time. I need to take some space for something like that.
1: You should start one with your great group of friends who and correct one another.
0: They can't read either.
1: I know. I know them all, except maybe Chris. He can read. He looked like he can read.
0: Chris reads like a fucking slave, mostly because that's the time period he was born in. Um. <laughs> so there had uh, they ranked. I, I, I love this. 50 states, the D.C. has ranked them by zombie sur- uh, the zombie apocalypse survivability. I thought this was dope. I-, I wanted to know if you read it and what you thought about it.
1: Okay, so I read it, but I thought that whoever wrote this um, analysis was focused on the wrong fucking points. Like, first of all, they put Louisiana at 44, Georgia at 47, and Florida at 45. I don't understand that. To me, those are the places that I would want to be if there were a zombie apocalypse, because I could rock, I could run and hide in like the Everglades, or I could live in the woods or some shit. Like, I didn't understand yeah, I the think, numbering system.
0: I think you're missing the point. I think that they rank those places higher because of the population.
1: Okay, so I no, I read what it said, and I did see that they said that. But then, okay, because they ranked Missouri at 19, because you could hide in the Royal Barbecue Sauce, like that didn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, that was, was dumb. Crazy. That was that was dumb. My okay, exactly. my thing. City-
1: I feel like some of the reasoning behind it was stupid. Like they didn't take it seriously.
0: And Florida people are already zombies. So I think that's why Florida got ranked at 45. Yeah, that's what it, I was going to say.
1: Florida is kind
0: of weird. It's a weird street Florida, Florida.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I did agree with number one, which I think was Minnesota. And it was because there's the cities are apart. So there wouldn't be a lot of people um, for you to have to battle with the zombies. So I did agree with the number one. But I feel like some of the other ones were a little bit misplaced but if there ever, I is would think one
0: of the coders would have been number 1.
1: Well, they did say that that was also a being cold is also a hindrance to to you as well because you have to survive in the cold.
0: Very true. Yeah. So um, I think that's
1: why it wasn't a cold place that was number 1.
0: If how would how what would be your steps to survive a zombie apocalypse?
1: Okay. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a machete and a gun. The second thing I'm gonna do is I am going to go to Alaska. I I will literally walk myself through Canada to Alaska, or I would. Canyon. That's where I would try to set up my home base because there's not people in the Grand Canyon. Um, okay. <clears throat> And then my third step is I'm going to learn how to hunt and I'm going to live off the land.
0: My first step would be getting out of the U.S. Where would you go? Um, I'm actually smart. So, um, I, I would do two things. Um, the, the, my first step would be securing, obviously, you, you're going to want weaponry, um, as well as you're going to want wep, uh, weaponry to protect yourself. Um, I would have fishing poles. I would find a boat. I would probably live at sea for a while. Um, you can obviously, you have access to fish, the ocean. You're not in immediate danger because you're not near the zombies, which are on land, and they can't swim. Um
1: you're going to get a boat from?
0: I would secure a boat. I, I would secure a boat.
1: That was one of the main things in the article was um, it's better to be near places where there's water because you can fish. So that is a really smart idea.
0: Um, and then <laughs> I would set myself for an island. I would find some remote island somewhere and that I, I think that would be where I, I, I settle down at. A remote island where I, I would sweep through the island, make sure the island was clear, probably just me. Um, even if I know it sounds bad, it'd probably be one of the islands I end up taking over from some Aboriginals. Um, if I have to hit Aboriginals with that chopper to survive and they got arrows, I, I just, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you're just as bad as these colonizers out here, I swear. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, but the average gotta get him with this whopper for me <laughs> to survive. It's just gonna be what it gotta happen.
1: I feel that I think uh I think if that were the plan, then I would take a cruise ship. That would be my where I would live because they have beds, food on cruise ships, and then all you would need really is the fishing supplies and if you ever needed to land you would need um, something to protect yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I think a cruise ship okay. is definitely let's the do, way to let's go. Let's
0: do this. Hypothetical. we don't have much more to go today. So let's do a hypothetical. You okay. get to take five people of your choosing with you during a zombie apocalypse. Who are you choosing?
1: Bear Grylls. Okay. Um, I would choose, I would take you. Because I would need somebody to make me laugh and also get on my nerves to make it, like, as livable as life was possible. Um, let me see, I got three more people. I'm taking Guy Fieri, so he can cook. I'm taking, okay. I'm gonna take my mama, because she's resourceful as shit, and she's lucky as hell, so i to have her on my side. Okay. Um, and then my last okay. person, my last person would actually be like um, a nurse or a doctor. Who would your okay. fight?
0: I would take a doc. I would take Bear Grouse. I would take any, just any survivalist. I would take a survivalist, a doctor, a carpenter, a Navy SEAL. And I would take our survivalist, a doctor, a carpenter, a Navy SEAL, and probably. And this isn't including family or anything. So I would take a I'm doctor. Say,
1: I said
0: you. You a, ain't gonna take me. I no, do. no. I, I would assume my family is already with me, but I'm talking about who would you would need, who you would take for to survive. I don't. Like I got one more I, pick.
1: Go ahead, okay, though. you can
0: have one more pick. I would take a Dr. Carpenter, Navy SEAL, a survivalist, and probably uh, Keanu Reeves.
1: Why would you take Keanu Reeves?
0: I've seen him fire a weapon. <laughs> his, tra- his training yeah, for he, what movie? Is that? He, he, he's dope. He's nice with it. I need him. I need him for my squad. His, his weapon, his weapon handling skills are nice.
1: Okay, so my uh, my last person would be our brother Jamie because he's a Marine.
0: Okay, okay. And hey, what what zombie is gonna bite Keanu Reeves?
1: bruh come on! Now he's not immune to zombie bites. Like you, crazy as hell. He is not immune
0: to it. I think he's immune to it.
1: Well, we'll find out in the zombie apocalypse. You know who the first person I'm throwing to the zombies is? Who? It's a tie between Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next topic.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. See what we got in the fishbowl next for today. It's a sad one, I think. Um Simone Biles. Um Simone Biles is actually being penalized for doing things. For those who don't know, Simone Biles is the Flying Squirrel, one of the the greatest gymnasts that there has ever been.
1: Is her nickname the Flying
0: Squirrel? Or did you just make that up? I think so. I think
1: that's her nickname.
0: I wouldn't let nobody call me Flying Squirrel. But she's actually being penalized for doing things that nobody else can do because she's just that much better
1: yeah I read the article, and I was kind of a little confused on <clears throat> excuse me um so basically what they what the um olympic the international olympic committee the i o c um i guess the committee that's over gymnastics is saying that one of her moves basically because nobody else can do what she does she's encouraging them to do moves that they can't do and they're afraid that somebody is going to hurt themselves but isn't that the entire premise of being an athlete and competing at that level
0: yeah i i do and i think at this point it's just biased because she literally can't be beat and
1: and i really because basically what they're saying is she has two new moves that she wants to from at the Olympics. And the way the scoring goes is that it goes from like A up. So the farther up the points that you have and hers would be rated as an H and a J I believe, which is pretty far up in the fucking alphabet. Nobody else can compete with that. So they're trying to make it so that she modifies her moves to something other people can do basically. So that will make her score lower at the end of the day. That's not fair. That's not fair. Like, tell the rest of the world to step their fucking game up. End of story. Including America.
0: It, it's a sad thing, man. It's it's ugly. That's, it really is. I guess it's the same. It's kind of like what they do with Alan Iverson by banning his crossover at one point.
1: Like, I just don't understand because people are not competing on the same level punishing her for that. Like, that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Speaking of the Olympics, it was uh, was one of the topics in the Fishbowl podcast, but the Olympics are about to come up. I think it's going to be in Japan this year. What do you think about the fact that they had protests during the Olympics?
1: I think that the Olympics historically has always been a place, like sports in general, is a place where people feel comfortable protesting because it is on a a national level. Um, It's baby back bullshit, but I also think that a really big reason that they are banning protests at the 2020 Olympics is because it's not just America a revolution France is going through one Um, Iran is going through one a lot of countries around the world it's not something that you'll see on the news but a lot of countries right now are experiencing um, revolution within their own citizenship so they're afraid that it's gonna be an all-out protest for basically every country at the Olympics I would not be surprised if there were still protests. They're saying that um, refusal to follow the rules could be considered a protest. Um, Poses such as raising your arm or taking a knee could be considered a protest as well as clothing items. So if you wear an armband um, that is LGBTQ friendly, it could be considered a protest um, at the Olympics. I think it's absolute shit. But we also have to realize that Um, It's not just America that sets the rules on the world stage. It's everybody. So if all of the big powers are concerned about um, their citizenship protesting, which is what they're doing right now, then it could also be something that plays out on the world stage at the Olympics, which is what they're trying to stop from happening. It's bullshit, but I understand why they're doing it.
0: I don't see, I don't, I honestly don't see people not protesting. I think it's become okay. a thing at the Olympics. Um, I, someone's going to protest regardless of the outcome. Um, a win is a win. Once I've won, you can do whatever fuck you want, I guess. Um,
1: they can take your win, though.
0: But I def- They can, but... I don't know. Something tells it, me huh? that we're going to get protests. It's what, I'm, it's what I'm getting at. Something tells me that we're going to get protests.
1: I think I think it's going to be, I think there will definitely be protests. I'm not necessarily that they're going it's going to be sure that it will be Americans. Um, because like I said, there's just a lot of things going on in the world right now. We're in a really big phase of change in the world. People, quite frankly, are fed up with the powers that be building them up and letting them down. So I'm. it could be a French person that protests the 100 meter dash or something. Like you just never know. And because the world is in such turmoil right now, I would not be that actually did happen.
0: I agree. So I got we got one more topic in the fish for today. I thought this was a good one to end. Uh, we got two more topics actually, but uh, the end is uh, let's just let me let me just get into the topic. Uh, Jordan Sparks re- recently weighed in on men and women relationships by saying that if you are a someone who restricts your partner from having friends, you are toxic. What do you think about that?
1: Um, the, For me and, and in my friendships, the only time that I've ever seen a partner um, restrict or try to control when someone was able to see their friends is when they were in some type of abusive relationship. I had a friend who was in a physically abusive relationship and it happened with her boyfriend. I had a friend who was in a mentally abusive relationship and it happened with her um, I think that that type of control over um, when and where you can see somebody, how long you can go somewhere, it it weighs on you heavily. Um, and I think that she's absolutely right. That's trading someone. You never want to be with someone who is controlling what you can and cannot do. Now, not saying that in a relationship, have a conversation and talk about what our boundaries are because that's different. But if you're saying, I don't want you hanging out with any of your friends because I don't like them or because you spend too much time with them, then we need to have a bigger conversation about how you're trying to control actions within the relationship. That's what I think. I think it's absolutely a toxic trait, though.
0: I agree. I agree. And I don't mind uh, my girl having male friends as long as they stay within the parameters of a male friend and stay respect. And she makes sure that, and they make sure that they're being respectful of me. Um, I don't do that whole, he's my friend, but he flirts and says shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, that, but if he's your friend, he should stay your friend. I don't, any, time if, if he, if a met a lot of people, I, I've heard it before where women say, well, don't, it ain't that serious or he's my friend. Um, because a male was flirting with them and their boyfriend felt some type of way about it. Another man should, you should never allow that to happen. It should, if he's flirting with you, that means he's not the, just there to be your friend. I think that's clear and apparent, but I've seen that being a thing. Like I said, if it's just a friendship and I see that it I don't care. Um, obviously okay, there so should be. I have be... a question
1: for you beyond that, because this actually happened to one of my friends. So let's okay. say that you have, you and a, you have a friend who's a girl, right? And you're both single, yeah. you go out, you get drunk one night and you sleep together. Nothing ever happens outside of that. Y'all are just friends, you hang like literally you hang out every weekend. Um, You slept together that one time, but you're neither one of you are interested in being in a relationship with the other person. It was just one of the that happened. So, let's say three, four months later, you get into a relationship and your girlfriend tells you to stop talking to that girl because y'all slept together. Would you be willing to?
0: I think I would, I'm I, I'm not gonna start, stop talking to the person, but I would limit contact and set boundaries and rules with that person. Um, I wouldn't, I, honestly, already like, if if I got a a female friend, there would never be a time where she's in my house with me and we're just alone or something like you know like you know what I'm saying. Um,
1: no, because I'm alone with my guy friends all the time.
0: Yeah, I, personally, this is me personally. I wouldn't have a female, knowing that I have a girlfriend, I wouldn't have a female in my home where it's just me and her. I honestly, yes, I wouldn't I'm even not. put for a man. You said what? That's a lot. I mean, for a man, that's a uncompromi—that's a compromising position that you're I putting agree, yourself I into. I agree, but I also think- I, think, I think that most people wouldn't wouldn't want that or agree with that. I think there are settings you can hang certain settings. Some people you have to put some people certain people in, just like you have certain friends that you wouldn't take to certain things or do certain things where take them in a certain put them in certain situations or settings. Everybody has a friend who's fucking wild and they know you can't take them everywhere. And I think that same thing sometimes has to transfer to your relationship. When it comes to something like, especially where they've had some type of intimacy, physical touch, intimacy, anything of that nature before, I think sometimes you do have to set boundaries with people. And those people have to just respect your boundaries and your relationship.
1: But. Is is after you and your friends slept together, like y'all decided y'all was just friends? So why do you have to set new boundaries just because you're in a relationship?
0: I, well, personally, I, I set new boundaries when, in any relationship I go to and in, go into.
1: Not with my you can't friends, move the
0: same I do, I do. No. You can't, you can't move the same out here. I think you just have to move differently and move respectfully in a relationship.
1: Now and I do agree how how moving do. respectfully. And but I think
0: I... certain positions are comprom- compromising to your relationship sometimes. Sometimes uh, whether people say it or not, they feel a certain type of way about that. I don't want to put my female in that position. I don't want to make her feel. And, and, and I, People have their own egos, their own shit that they're dealing with, so I just try to avoid all that. I don't want her boyfriend to feel a certain way. I don't want my girl to feel a certain It's just certain – certain. like I said, you have to put certain people in certain boxes sometimes. I, I think you just have to go about shit in a respectful way to me. It's all about respect. I'm all about – I'm big on respect. It's all about respect for me. Like I said, as long as they're friends, Uh, That whole sex thing, I don't know how I would feel about it because I I haven't been in that situation. So, honestly, I couldn't even answer that question truthfully myself. Like, because you never – watching them interact, I could take something as them talk – the way they interact is them flirting with each other, and then knowing they had sex, that spawns a whole – like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't know because I haven't been in that. That's a tough situation to be in, I think.
1: So then let's reverse it. If your girlfriend had a friend who she slept with, would she be wrong for not telling you that they slept together if at this point they're just
0: friends? Oh, uh, that's tough. I would prefer her let me know. Um, mostly because I don't ever want my girl to be in a room where I fit, where she's in a compromising position or, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you you don't want somebody to walk into a room not knowing the story of the room. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Sometimes, I guess, but I, okay, because here's my thing. I have this whole thing about feelings and i feel like people are too entitled to their own feelings so for me i have a friend who like i'm really good friends with my ex he will be my friend um if i had a boyfriend who said that i had to completely cut him off and never speak to him again i probably wouldn't do it
0: i don't think it's about completely cutting anybody off i think it's just about moving in a respectful manner towards things exactly. like but, that,
1: but that's what we're
0: like, from your your ex should not be in my home
1: no but what if we all went out to dinner
0: would you would you okay. want to
1: know that i slept I with him know. because in my personal opinion if he and i and I'm not looking at him in that way then I don't need to tell you that I slept with him you don't need to know everybody that I slept with I don't want to I'm not asking you about who you slept with but I'm I'm a different type of person as well
0: yeah you're saying that and it sounds all fine and dandy but that usually ain't how shit has, lives out how shit.
1: I know That's why. Nah, I'm asking. Just that's honest. why I'm asking because in my opinion I'm not gonna go Because, you know, you, we all have that talk when we're in a relationship. Well, you know, how many people and all of that stuff. That's to have that talk. But I'm talking about going into specific details about who. Like, I don't think you need to know that.
0: I don't want to be in the room where I feel like a nigga staring at me or mugging me. I, I like transparency.
1: But if you don't know that I slept with that person and that person is just completely cool and we interact the same way that we interact as friends, then you would never know that your girl slept with that dude. Why does it matter to know in the first place is my question, I guess.
0: Because some people like just what I said. They like transparency in a relationship. They, I mean, they that, don't want to be in the room. sometimes
1: transparency causes too many You have to know what you're asking people
0: to be transparent about. And you have to know your partner on whether they want that transparency. If they want that transparency, who are you to not give it to them?
1: That's fair. I'm I'm me and they're them. So
0: at that point. Some people do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're talking from your perspective and trying to push your perspective on other people. But no, say I'm, really not.
1: I'm just I'm asking I'm asking would that be acceptable if if your girl did not tell you that she slept with a friend and y'all was just hanging out If nothing yeah, ever came of anybody.
0: it,
1: to me if nothing ever came of it why does it matter is what I'm saying I'm not trying to push it off on anybody e- I'm just saying that that's my opinion Men
0: have, e- Men have egos that's why, it, I guess that's why it matters. Everybody has, even females have egos too. A lot of females don't want to be in that room. A lot Maybe. of men don't want to be in that room.
1: I agree. I I, I def, Ego is something that I struggle with every single day. It's on my list of things for 2020 that I need to just knock down. I've been struggling with my ego every day. But that's why I'm saying. I
0: got huge egos. So it's yeah I, I don't I don't know if I want
1: to put myself in that position. Okay, that and, and I think that's fair. But I'm saying that not everybody thinks the way that you think, and I'm one of those people who don't think that things like that are important. If I if if I'm not getting a, a oh she wants you vibe from the chick, then I'm probably not going to think anything about it. At the end of like I'm just not suspicious like that until you give me a reason to be suspicious or to feel some type of way don't feel any type
0: of way towards me like because like I said as a man I don't think there should be another man in my home alone with my girlfriend that's just me personally and I wouldn't put her in that position I think it's all about transparency and what works for your relationship I now, think
1: that I agree that with you kind of you but have
0: to be me. you have to be open about shit like that also because if it bothers me you need to know, and it also has to be an equal yoking. Like I wouldn't tell you that I don't. There should be no other man in this house, alone with you, and then bring you come in, and it's a female sitting here with me.
1: Okay, I, I and I I can agree to that. I can agree to the fairness.
0: I think it's about that. a lot of times people ask things out of their relationships that they're not willing to do themselves, and but they'll ask somebody else to do. It.
1: Now that I think I you agree
0: have to has to be an equal yoking to where what I'm asking you, I'm willing to do that as well.
1: And, and that I can agree with because I've, I've dated guys who have girl best friends. And it, to me, I wouldn't think anything of it. If I walked in his, his best friend was sitting there and they was having a conversation. Like to me, there would be nothing wrong with that. One of my best friends. And like- had-
0: And, and like i said um it's just about transparency and like i don't do the whole guy jokingly flirting with your girlfriend she giggling shit i don't do that like my thing is if he if a man flirts with you he's automatically disrespecting me
1: so okay so this is my question what do you consider flirting because different people consider different things flirting so are you saying like
0: he know oh, what the fuck to no. flirt or- i know
1: she laughs I mean, but you, too you hard. know like what is
0: flirting you no know, so just some of the shit that i'm a guy shit, so is just some of the shit that guys say to the girls that are supposedly their friends
1: give me one line
0: i, I, I can't fucking think of some stupid shit like that oh um, <laughs> i don't know but you know what i mean dummy. you know what i mean but like i i it's automatic disrespect towards your partner. I, I just don't think that should be a lot. And a lot of people, even males, push that part of it off because they're saying, "Oh, it's my friend. It's not that serious." No, it is that serious because, for one, if they're flirting with you, that means they're sexually attracted to you. You don't really flirt with somebody you're not physically and sexually attracted to. I
1: was gonna dispute that, but I think two, you're
0: right. If, Two, if they know you have a partner, I think that that disrespects your partner.
1: No, I completely agree with that. Like I'm not down for um, if I'm, if I walk in the house and my dude is there and his best friend is there and she's sitting on his lap, like I'm slapping the shit out of everybody. So I completely agree with that, because at that point, both of them are disrespecting me and disrespecting my relationship. I'm just saying that sometimes things happen before people get together and people really figure out what their relationship is going to be together. Maybe they overstepped the boundary that they never want to cross again, but I'm not going to hold that against them or hold that against their friendship and say y'all can never speak again like that's crazy to me but I know people who have done that and that to me is toxic behavior to bring it all the way back to Jordan Sparks that's what I'm saying
0: because I think I haven't I haven't been I don't think I've been put in that position but I think that's a tough territory to navigate I think that is like I said just a tough territory to navigate so it's, it's a tough one
1: I think you're right. I I totally agree. I hope I never get put in that situation, but I would hope that I would have some kind of understanding in that situation as well. That's my only.
0: Right. Okay. So we want to end today, man. Just talking about what what else happened. The, the I think the most important thing that's happened probably over the last three or four days. Um, last Sunday. Um, Kobe Bryant took off in a helicopter from his Calabasas home with his daughter and seven others. Um, on their flight, there was um, the the reason for the. Long story short, Kobe's helicopter crashed into a hillside in Calabasas shortly after takeoff. Um, um, right now, there it is predicted that it was due to heavy fog. For those who don't know who Kobe Bryant is, man, Kobe Bryant third all-time leading scorer in the NBA, um, over 30,000 points scored, five championships, a part of the Kobe and Shaq duo, a part of the kobe lamar Powell duo, one of the greatest NBA players to ever play the game, Oscar winner Kobe Bryant. Speaks five languages, Kobe Bryant. And last but not least, an amazing – we're talking about amazing girl dad, Kobe Bryant, a father of four. Um This was a man who had dedicated these, especially a lot of people have been talking about these last three years. And I think because they're important, these last three years are really important because when Kobe Bryant was, when Kobe Bryant was in that mode, in that basketball mode, when he was hungry, Kobe Bryant alienated a lot of his fellow NBA players uh, because of that ferocious tenacity that he attacked life with. And when Kobe, Kobe walked away from the NBA, you saw a 360 flip in Kobe's attitude, and he knew that the jewels that he – what he had got from the game, it was time to give them back. He had opened the Mamba Sports Academy. He would bring NBA players in for private workouts. In the summertime, he would bring large groups of NBA players together for private workouts because he – what he got from the game, that hunger, that tenacity, the way he worked, he wanted to pass it on to the next generation. Um Kobe Bryant was a storyteller, a content creator. Kobe Bryant um, actually had just won an Oscar. How many NBA players can you say had won an Oscar? His 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 wife is of Spanish descent. His four girls are biracial. He speaks fluent Spanish, French, Portuguese. Uh, I mean, this was Kobe Bryant was one of the biggest. Kobe Bryant is the reason for the game being global. Michael Jordan was the reason for the game becoming big in America, but Kobe Bryant was the reason for the game becoming a global phenomenon. Kobe Bryant has visited China more than any other NBA player ever. Kobe Bryant's shoes sailed in China more than any other NBA This man was a legend, a walking legend, and he tragically died along with his daughter, Gigi Bryant, at the age of 41.
1: Yeah, it I think um, this last week has been a lot for the culture, a lot for Kobe fans, um, even for people who were not a fan of Kobe as a player. I became a fan of Kobe after basketball. Um, as a player, I'm Kobe. But after basketball, I, he really stepped into the stride of his life um, when you really got to see who Kobe Bryant was as a person and not as the basketball machine. Um, I began to respect him so much more with his community outreach, everything that he was doing within his family. Um, his life was not perfect. So I don't want anybody to think that anybody you know, is saying that Kobe Bryant was the perfect human being because he wasn't. He had his missteps along the way, but I think one of the main things that is so inspiring about his life is that he took that same drive that he had in basketball to every single thing that he did, whether that was being a husband, being a dad, um, a movie producer, writing children's books, any of the things that he was doing, he had that mamba mentality attached to it. And I think that that's amazing. And it's just an example of how you can use your drive in life for whatever it is, to really push you and how how that works. I think that he was a great inspiration to people. Um, the news absolutely took me by surprise. Um, I I am still in recovery. I still shed a few tears every day because something new comes out, something more heartfelt comes out, something about him that you didn't know. So I just want to send my condolences, not dumb, to anybody who was connected with Kobe in that loving way. You have my heart because so are really um, tragically going through an emotional time because you passed away. It has really been um, an honor to see you grow as a person. And I I just want to say thank you, Kobe, for all the inspiration that you gave inside and outside of basketball.
0: Um, I think in closing remarks, I think that with, and, and it's sad to say, But with death comes reality. And when I say with death comes reality, what I mean by that is with someone's death, especially when it's tragic like that, we get so comfortable as humans in this life that we're living and so comfortable in operating within the boundaries of the machine and getting stuck in the same routine that... When something tragic like this happens, it brings us right back down to reality. It gives us this reality check that you never know when your time is going to come, so you have to make the best of the time that you have here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, one of the biggest things that I think Kobe's death showed me is that you can be doing everything right, and when it's your time, time to go. So. Make sure that while you're here, you're happy and you're living the life that you want to live. Because if you die and you're unhappy, then what was the point of your life?
0: I agree, I agree. Um, so that's our episode for the day, season two, episode one. We back, baby. Why don't you take us out?
1: All righty, thank you, guys. Thank you, family, so much for joining us. You know we do this with you and for you. Every- Um, Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. at The Fishbowl. We would love to hear from you guys what you thought about the show. I'm going to go ahead and leave this with you until we meet. Life is either a great adventure or nothing.